Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Happy Brewers Outlet Day, everybody. Great to have you with us. Going to have some fun on today's show. Zeke Elliott, six-game suspension. We'll talk about that in a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Start stocking up, not just for the weekend, start stocking up for the season. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. And also, uh, wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, indeed, is second to none. Love the barrels, love the dills at Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. I'm in the Sunbury Motor Studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15 in beautiful downtown Hummel's Wharf. Chad's with us today. Welcome, Chad. Great to have you back. Thank you. Good to be here, and a happy anniversary to you. Well, thank you very much, yes. <laughs> uh, boy, you want to talk about someone who's she's suffered for 38 years. <laughs> and uh, see, if it would have been Kevin, you would have been off today, you know. Because he would have taken Ke- off for his anniversary. Ke- Kevin takes off for his birthday, takes off for his anniversary, Arbor Day. I mean, all sorts of things along the way that he. You know, and he, I mean, and the high school football season starts two weeks from tonight. He put in for a vacation on that day too. I mean, it really is amazing. Yeah, it's like me putting in for a vacation day for September second. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know. We do. When you when you blow off an entire season, and you know, I mean, it's, it's just the way it is. You know, some just you become cavalier about it. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, Kevin, we're gonna have you do the uh, twenty twenty eight Olympic Games in Los Angeles. Uh, I took a vacation time. I can't do it. <laughs> so, well, it just shows yes. your dedication to the program. Because Sean's not here on your anniversary, <laughs> or, or for yes, yeah, or for some the lack thereof. All right. <laughs> oh my goodness! They sit there like he's this. You gotta be getting killed here. Oh, all right. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you with us. Uh, we're going to have Jessica Marksbury on the show today. We're going to talk about the PGA Tour. Um, let's see. Your brother's going to be on, right? I know my brother's on today. Uh, Tom Van Riper wrote a book about the Dodgers and Reds. Going to have him on today. Okay, now you ask what I have questions here, right? All right, so I got sent questions. Uh, they get two sets or one set here. Are these the same questions or not? Uh, I think there were two. Uh, two, okay. Just a quick message to say how much I enjoy the Steve Jones show. This is from Richard. Uh, first of all, 
thanks for even saying that. I appreciate that a lot. And he says he appreciates the work. Uh, let's see. Will you plan to have the eight-timer on for his observations on Penn State football in the fall camp? And, of course, you're referring to Jack Raphael Ham Jr. Yes, he will be on. Jack and I, in fact, uh, Rich, were together at camp uh, the last two days. And I'm going to get Jack on. I think I think we're I think we had talked about doing something next week, Rich. Yesterday, when I left, because I had to leave uh, before he did, because um, he uh, because I had to uh, go do the spikes game. So he actually stayed a little longer than I did yesterday. So yeah, Jack is going to be on. Uh, I thought let's let's aim for next week. At the end of next week, and do something with him then, because he and I are going to be speaking together at the Duquesne Club in Pittsburgh on the twenty-first. So, yeah, but that's yeah, Rich. I appreciate the first of all the comments very much. They mean a lot. And yes, we will get Jack on the show, and let's shoot for the end of next week. Uh, let's see, Steve. This is from last week. I didn't know if it was forwarded to you. Probably was not. Uh, this is from Jim. Dear Steve. I've been thinking about a short list of questions I'd like to toss up to you, Sean, and your brother in advance of this year's much-awaited college football season. Wow. Getting Kevin involved. Very nice. You can read as much or as little of this on the air as you wish. Okay, appreciate that, Jim. Uh, Here goes. Although we're all hoping for an undefeated season, Penn State's first defeat this season will be at the hands of... All right. Well, that that's one I won't. Um, I don't. I don't. That one. Now they may say something. Sean and Kevin, they're certainly free to do it. I'm. I'm not going to comment. I won't comment on that. And I think Jim, you know why I won't. I've, I got to take it week by week. By the end of the season, how many combined career victories will James Franklin have against Ohio State, Michigan, and Michigan State? Well, Jim, my my my. <laughs> My point, I think he'll have five. <laughs> uh, let's see. By the end of the season, how many games will Tommy Stevens start at quarterback for the Lions? Gee, you know what? I mean, obviously that's one you can't predict, Jim, but my my guess is, and you put in parentheses, by the way, hopefully zero, and that would be my guess as well. I mean, you can't obviously count on it all the way through. Um. But to Trace's credit, he's been really durable. The one game he really got hurt in last year was the game at Indiana. And Tommy only played for a play, and then they brought Trace back in. It was a third down play, so it was at least a punt. But they taped Trace's ankle back up, put him back in. Uh, True or false, Saquon Barkley was sued up for a bowl game at the end of the season. Um... And there's no no doubt in my mind he's going to. All right, no doubt. Bonus, true, false. The suit will Saquon Barkley for a bowl game at the end of the season. Well, I mean, the suit puts in for vacation days on games he's supposed to do. Am I supposed to ask him that question? <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't put in vacation days for the Bucknell season, too. It's like it's... Chad, it's really kind of scary at that end of the building. Yeah, it is. He, it, Kevin was the first person I saw when I walked in the building this afternoon. That's scary. 
True or false, a non-conference winner will be one of the four schools in the college football playoff this year. Oh, I know what he, I think I know what he means by that. Like Ohio State last year did not win the conference. Um, I say false. I say false. I think it'll be all conference winners in there this year. Uh, Penn State USC rematch in the Rose Bowl. I think a lot of people see that that's a possibility. And now for an important one. How can I stream your pregame show broadcast and the James Franklin call-in show this season? I will need to add this to my digital media repertoire. Love the pickles, love the dills. <laughs> Appropriate for a Friday. <laughs> Jim, that is beautiful. Well done. Well, I mean, you can stream it. You can stream it on gopsusports.com. And, of course, you can stream it on the WKOK app. And I only mentioned uh, uh, psusports.com. Say, for example, we have a Phillies game on a Thursday night. You would not get the James Franklin Collins show, I don't think. So I would have both the uh, Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation app to stream and as a backup of that, gopsusports.com. So, Jim, I hope that helps. And uh, these are all very uh, interesting questions. So hopefully we were able to get both questions in here that were very uh, kindly emailed in. I guess Jim sent his on Friday. Jim, I apologize. This fir- the first time I got him, so I apologize for that. So, I mean, he sent them in a week ago, and I, I did not get them till today, so my apologies. Suit. <laughs> Suit. Boy, there's a lot of pre-football season hype on Saquon Barkley and Trace McSorley this year. Well, I mean, look, when you've accomplished, look, there's a lot of pre-game, pre-season hype this season on Sam Darnold. There's a lot on Saquon Barkley and Trace McSorley. There's a lot on JT Barrett. There's a lot on Bo Scarborough. Just like last year, there was a lot of preseason hype about Deshaun Watson. There was not as much preseason hype last year on Lamar Jackson. Now Jackson has plenty this year. He's the defending Heisman Trophy winner. There's been a lot of preseason hype the last two years on Baker Mayfield. A lot of it depends on your body of work leading into a season and you end up getting preseason hype because your body of work has been enough to impress everybody that you now vault ahead of the pack well the body of work of Saquon Barkley his first two years deserves the recognition going into the season the body of work Trace McSorley turned in last year with all the records he broke and what Sam Darnold did from the Utah game on with USC, what Mayfield's done for two years at Oklahoma, what Barrett's done now for three and four years at Ohio State, what Bo Scarborough, Bo Scarborough did down the stretch at Alabama last year. I mean, that's why that's how you end up with preseason hype. Last year, there was a lot of preseason hype about Christian McCaffrey, about Leonard Fournette, about Deshaun Watson, because of the body work that they had turned in at their respective schools leading into last season. And then you go week by week, and you see how it plays out. I don't get too caught up in in hype at all 
I don't get too caught up in individual honors at all. Uh, I mean, I, I, that's really changed for me over the years. Uh, something else that's really changed for me over the years, uh, which makes, by the way, for uh, obviously a, a little more uh, boring uh, talk show maybe at times, but that is uh, I don't get too – I get caught up more in the week-by-week week of a season and not as much on the big picture of it. I, I let the big picture play out for itself. Uh, I think the big picture takes care of itself as you go week by week. It has nothing to do with James Franklin saying it's Akron, Akron, Akron. It has nothing to do with any of that zero. This is something that I've, I've done for a long time now where I just... Uh, you start realizing that in your current job... In your job. I'm talking about the one I do. You as a fan can can really look at the whole big picture, and I, I, I completely understand that. But you do make a realization when you do what I do that I can't really do much about the Ohio State game this week. I've got to do something about Akron this week. And when you're done with that, I really can't do anything about the Ohio State game this week. Uh, it's not going to help me. I've got to do something about Pitt this week because that's the game. And then, you know, like, oh, you know, a lot of people will blow off Georgia State. Well, I can't blow off Georgia State. I've got to be as ready to do the Georgia State game as I am to do the Ohio State game because I have a job to do. Now, a fan could do that easily, and I completely understand why people feel certain ways about certain games because that's fine. Uh, But when you're actually working in it, you can't. You really do get locked in on that week and that week only. And that's it turns out that that's how a coach has to think, too. In other words, I'm not coaching the Ohio State game. I've got to coach the Pitt game. I've got to coach the Northwestern game. I've got to coach the Indiana game. And you do the same thing as a broadcaster. So I don't get as caught up in that, and I don't really get too caught up uh, any longer in awards. I think they're really nice. I, I, I really hope... The Penn State players get their just due because you're around them all the time, and I like them. I mean, if, if you, you know, I mean, I've been around Saquon Barkley now for you know for two years. I know it's his third season, but he's been here two years, and he's about as nice a guy as you'd ever want to be around. Works his tail off, is in incredible shape, and has a great personality. Great personality. Same thing with Trace McSorley. I mean, you're around him for just a few moments. You know, and I, I finally, I never really met his parents till they were here in the spring, and I met them. He comes from a great family. So I mean, you know, so you want them to have individual recognition to go beyond. But team success leads to individual recognition. That's the key. Team success leads to individual recognition. Really gone are the days are. In 1956, Paul Horning winning the Heisman Trophy for a 2-8 and Notre Dame team. Those days are done. You're not going to get a player on a team that's having a mediocre season win the Heisman Trophy. It's not going to happen. It's going to be on, it's, it's going to be on a, a team that, at minimum, is very good. Louisville last year was very good. They weren't great, but they were very good, and Lamar Jackson was 
terrific. I mean, those are the I mean, again, individual awards to me are born out of team success. We will take a break. Come back with more in a moment. Jim's correct. Love the dills, love the barrels. All on Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury. A News Radio 1070 WKOK. Four city blocks of new Fords. Over 40,000 trucks sold. SMC is where you want to be. At Sunbury Motors, you can choose from over 100 new Ford trucks with discounts as high as $13,500. 2017 Ford F-150s are priced as low as $24,419. See why one is sold every 43 seconds. There goes another one. Choose from over 60 new 2017 Ford Escapes, and they start at just $19,880. Lease a 2017 Ford C-Max Energy for only $16. Sixty-nine a month with zero down. This amazing vehicle gets up to ninety-five MPG. Plus, get zero percent financing for up to seventy-two months on two thousand seventeen Ford Fusions, Escapes, Edges, and Explorers. SMC is where you want to be in August for the largest selection and massive discounts on new Fords. Sunbury Motors in the North Street Auto Plaza, proudly serving the Susquehanna Valley and all of Central PA for over a century. Exact energy leases for thirty-six months with zero down. Tax and tax included. Ten thousand five hundred miles per year. See dealer for details. All right, great to have you with us on the show today. Yeah, so yeah, I think Jack Ham the end of the next week would be pretty good to get on. It'll be a good time to do it. Get that of the week after, whatever. We'll do it in the preseason. And Jack's been to practice the last two days. And I pick, you know, obviously I try to pick up what I do as I go through, but, like, he'll see other things, and I'll, you know, the two of us will exchange notes. My profound thoughts could be found on a 3 by 5 index card. (laughs) He has a book. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But, uh, yeah, so that's what we got going on there. Uh, yeah, the Daily Show is going to start on the 21st. I mean, that's uh, 10 days away. The first talk show. Now, James will not be on the first talk show. We'll be on the 24th. So you're talking 13 days away. Then James will be on, and that's 20 days away, starting on the 31st. First quarterback clubs on the 30th. Wow. How about that? So that's where we are. Our fall sports Three. previews coming up, too. But again, I mean, Chad, I mean, the guy doing high school football, I mean, like our pride, like, put it for vacation days. What, what, what are we doing here? Oh, he lives the life. I mean, I, I just, scary, really. I mean, think about it. <laughs> Hey, think about it, Chad. Come on. Yeah, I know I don't take vacation days on important work days. Like he's waited two years to get back in the fray. You would think there'd be some level of of excitement. I mean, we had to remind him what the team nickname was. (laughs) I have a feeling he's going to come to this side of the building later today. Hopefully it'll be at five after five. (laughs) He's always been great on the after show. 
Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, fourth rate in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. You need to stock up not just for the weekend. Start stocking up for the season. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. The pickle bar is indeed second to none. And as Jim will tell you, love the barrels, love the dills. Thank you, Jim. All right, this day in sports history, 1929, Babe Ruth hit his 500th career home run. Every home run he hit the rest of his career broke a record. 1951, the first Major League Baseball game to be televised in color was broadcast. The Brooklyn Dodgers beat the Boston Braves 8-1. 1984, Carl Lewis won his fourth gold medal at the 1984 Summer Olympics. Also on this date in 1984, the Cincinnati Reds honored Major League All-Star and Hall of Fame catcher Johnny Bench by retiring his uniform number 5. And in 2015, for the first time in the history of baseball, all 15 home teams won in the same day. How about that? Never had happened until 2015. That's fascinating. All 15 home teams won in the same day. Wow. All right, we'll talk baseball in the next half hour with Tom Van Riper. But let's talk a little golf for a moment. Let's get everybody up to date on what is going on at the PGA Golf Championship at at Quail Hollow. Uh, Kevin Kisner is the leader at 8-under par. Ricky Fowler's at 3-under. Hideki Matsuyama's at 3-under. Gary Woodland's at 3-under. Louis Oosthuizen's at 3-under par. Let's see, anybody else here? Patrick Reed's at 2-under. Do, 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 do. Tony Finau's one under. Jimmy Herman's at one under. Paul Casey's at one under. Bruce, Brooks Kepka's at one under. Jason Day's even. So, I mean, that's that's where the PGA is. Jessica Marksberry, who's joined us before, is joining us again uh, from golf.com. Jessica, welcome back. It's always a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. All right, let's start with the this, this schedule, which I think a lot of people knew was coming. The PGA is going to be played in August this year, then next year uh, as well. And then I think it was Beth Page Black in 2019, it goes to May. What do you think of the schedule change in conjunction with the players moving to March? I actually love it. Uh, I know a lot of people aren't that thrilled about it, but when we did an anonymous poll earlier this year, most guys said, yeah, why would we want to compete with the NFL uh, the start of the preseason? Um, It just seems to make sense. I think you'll have a nice kind of even flow of major championships throughout the summer, starting with the Masters, and then boom, right away, you've got the PGA in May. How cool is that? Then June, U.S. Open, uh, and then July, British Open. So uh, I think it's a great thing. One of my colleagues actually made the point that Unfortunately, this kind of takes out some of maybe the Northeast courses that could be hosting this event. But my counter-argument to that would be, well, what about the courses that it brings back into the fray? Some of the, the West Coast venues that we've seen, maybe even a course in, in Arizona or Oklahoma or some of those places where it's just way too hot in August. 
So um, I, 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 bottom line, I think it's going to be great, and I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out. I think it, I think it works out really well. I, I agree with the players. I agree with you completely about the way this works out. I think it pumps life, actually, into this championship, the PGA Championship, because it, it's become, even though it's critical for the players, for the fans that watch, it becomes an afterthought, and may it becomes a central focus. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what? The Players' Championship has cachet no matter when it's played. The fact that it's moving to market, I mean, been there, done that, and it's, it's been no big deal. Obviously, the weather, not as ideal in March in Florida as it can be in May, but, you know, Florida is a winter destination for a reason. I think it's generally better weather in, yeah. in March than most people would expect. PGA also loosened up some rules for the practice round. For example, the players are, were down at Coil Hollow. They were wearing shorts and so forth. Well, it looked like that was a happy bunch that was able to do that. What are they trying to do in the PGA? Are they trying to reach out, listen to the players more? Is that what the goal is? It sounds like it, but I am I'm probably a bit of a stodgy traditionalist when it comes to this topic. I am not a fan of players wearing shorts. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you when you look at the great uh, hot weather fabrics that are out there. I mean, the stuff that Nike and Adidas and Puma and, uh, I mean, all the companies are making basically, they're like paper pants. I mean, they're so thin, they're super breathable. They have these mesh insets everywhere to make sure that it can keep you cool. And right for decades and decades, guys have been playing in pants and it's been no problem. I think it looks more professional. Um, the idea of these guys out there in shorts, I just, I'm just not a fan. I just don't, I just don't think it looks great. I like seeing guys, looking, you know, top-notch and professional in their pants. All the time, whether it's a practice round or whether it's an actual round. Yeah. I do, yeah. yeah. And, may, you know, maybe I'm in the minority there, but, um, you know, apparently the guys are getting a little hot out there and they want some <laughs> ventilation around the knees. So. Yeah, right. No, I, <laughs> I, no, I hear you. Uh, when you watch Jordan Spieth play, he had the great shot at the Travelers uh, with a gigantic crowd there. Then he wins the, the Open Championship. He may not be the most accurate driver of the ball. How dynamic a player is he becoming? Jordan Spieth is, you know, even before what we saw him do at the British Open, we knew that he could always be dangerous when he gets the, the putts rolling in. Um, and, and like you said, he's never been the greatest ball striker. I, you know, I think a lot of pros out there would maybe even under their breath say they don't love his golf swing. But the guy gets it done. He just he has a nose for the hole like like no one else playing right now. He's clutch. Uh, you know he's he's super into it. He's got a great partnership with his caddy Michael Greller. Uh, and certainly when he's got all pistons firing, it, it seems like there's just no one out there that can compete with him. Uh, and the grit that he displayed at the British Open just adds to that whole package. So uh, you know I, we're we're watching him. Uh, I wouldn't say he's struggling in this tournament. Obviously. It's hard to follow up a performance like the one that he had at the British Open. Yeah. But um, he's probably going to need something pretty special today to get back in the mix. But you know what? We can forgive him. He's got a whole career <laughs> ahead of him to try to complete this career Grand Slam. So just, you know, we'll, we'll give him a pass for this year. Uh, the Something that's interesting when you go to a press conference, uh, any press conference it seems these days, yeah, the, the, there's questions, and they're usually pretty guarded answers. In fact, there was they, Bill Belichick's rolled out a new phrase, for example, to avoid questions and so forth. Yet every time I've gone to a, a, a PGA or USGA press conference with the players, it seems like this young group, at least to me, pretty open, direct, and pretty honest. How do you find them? 
I think you hit the nail on the head right there. But it could also be the fact that we're just so used to the Tiger Woods press conferences of the last, you know, <laughs> yeah. 15 to 20 years and not getting any information. So any kind of uh, pebble or, or any, like, <laughs> little table scrap that these players can throw to us in the media, we just eat it up and we love it so much. I think it's a bit of a mix of both. I mean, Tiger kind of got us into this mode of, of accepting a non-answer as an answer. And uh, now we just we do have this crop of players who's a generation, sometimes even almost maybe two generations behind Tiger Woods, and they're happy to, to talk honestly about what they're facing and, and the things that are going on in their games and their opinions about things, which I find very refreshing, and I think it works in their favor. Um, fans love it. Uh, whether or not you agree with them, you have to respect that they're, they're speaking their mind, and that's a very cool thing. Uh- you, the U.S. Women's Open was at Bedminster at, uh, at Trump's club there. Uh, a, what kind of host was it, and was there any anybody uncomfortable with the fact that it was his club? Yes, I think there were. There were definitely people that didn't like the idea that this championship was being played at, at a Trump-owned club. However, the course was in phenomenal shape. It went, uh, the whole, uh, championship went off without a hitch. Um, I was there on site all week. Um, it, it was, it was a great event. Uh, even, you know, we, the president made an appearance at a women's major championship for the first time in history. I mean, that's, that's no small thing. That's right. Uh, and, and I think, you know, he tweeted about it a lot. <laughs> you know, yeah. he was there watching. Members of his family were there. Uh, we had, we had some drama. We had an amateur in contention till the very end. Uh, we had a, a gritty display from a really great champion. And, uh, you know, I think the majority of the players thought to themselves, you know what, we want the best venue possible for our national championship. This is a fantastic venue. End of story. You know, so um, I would say overall, probably a very, very positive reaction. Of course, but yeah, there were some protesters and there were, pro- you know, there were some naysayers. But um, certainly, uh, you know, everything went very smoothly. And, and like I said, that course was just gorgeous, just a beautiful venue. I think, doesn't that course, Jessica, get the PGA in 22? They get something big down the road here. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, there's there's more big events in the pipeline for, for Bedminster. So um, it's certainly been in the national spotlight now for quite some time. <laughs> so yeah. who knows uh, what the lead story will be when we get into the 2020s. Yeah. Exactly, but I, I thought it was it, it was down the road for them. Uh, President's Cup is coming up. It's not the Ryder Cup, but how is it viewed by the players? But you know what? Every time you ask a player about competing for their country, their faces just they light up. I mean, this is a, a huge deal for these guys. Um, for us here in the viewing public, I, most people are more familiar with the Ryder Cup. I think the Ryder Cup probably has a bit more cachet with fans. But certainly, if you look at the President's Cup last year and what a close match it turned out to be, uh, lots of drama down the stretch. Uh, you know, Bill Hawes kind of coming through, had that great storyline with his father captaining and in Korea and kind of winning at the last second. And, um, you know, that it's getting more competitive. And I think fans like to see that the, the Americans have been dominant for so long now that people kind of think, well, the President's Cup is an afterthought and we've got this thing in the bag. Well, not so anymore. The international team is is very competitive, and uh, I think the fact that we're playing in New York this year, Liberty National, very cool venue, um, we should have a lot of, you know what it's like when an event goes to New York. <laughs> there's, That's some, right. there's some good fan support out there, and uh, yeah, the players absolutely love playing on the team, and they, they take it very seriously. Your favorite interview of late, Jessica, and why? Oh, let's see. Who has been 
Well, you know, a, a very uh, interesting interview that I had recently for my column in Golf Magazine called Around With, yep. and uh, I share a beverage with, with someone, and uh, I had Cub Swanson recently, who's a ah. UFC fighter, loves the game, um, and he is just a fascinating guy. He kind of took up the game a few years ago, and he's become really serious about it, um, and uh, he's, you know, hoping to get a title bout uh, in the next couple weeks here for the first time in his career. So, um, you know, and he told, actually, just quickly, he told a really funny story about accidentally hitting into a group ahead of him and uh, the guy kind of storming back to him and wanting to know who hit the shot and wanting to fight. And, you know, cause the, one of the guys <laughs> playing in the group thought, said to him, listen, you don't want to fight this guy. <laughs> I thought, you know, he had to, uh, that, was, uh, that was pretty funny. You certainly never know who's in the group behind you, right? So yeah. you gotta got to be careful. Storm back and look at him and go, you know, that was a nice shot. <laughs> No, I, I, really, that was a really nice shot. Exactly, you had, I mean, exactly. Almost killed Very my buddy, funny. but that was a heck of a shot. <laughs> yeah. Jessica, absolute pleasure. Thanks so much for the time again and for the great insight. Really appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. Jessica MarksburyGolf.com. We'll come back, talk about Zeke Elliott and two big trades in the NFL by the Bills today, including one with the Eagles and Jordan Matthews. As we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. True refreshment can come in many forms. But it can only be found in one place, the Beverage Supermarket. Brewer's Outlet in Sunbury. Along with their great selection of beer, including imports and microbrews, they have lots of water, soda, fresh roasted peanuts, and an unbelievable variety of pickles at the Pickle Bar. Look for great deals on wine coolers and your favorite snacks, too. Get true refreshment all in one place, the Beverage Supermarket. Brewer's Outlet in Sunbury. Welcome back. Great to have you with us. Uh, Zeke Elliott suspended for six games by the NFL in the domestic abuse policy. Um, he has three days to appeal. And, of course, you know darn well it's been um, you know, his his people, his attorneys have known about the possibility of this for a little bit so they can sit there and they can talk about the appeal and probably already have it worked up as to what the appeal would be. I doubt he gets fewer games um, because it's a domestic violence case, and they claim that they, they've done extensive um, uh, interviewing and research into this, That they, uh, uh, and because it's domestic violence, I just don't think they're going to back off on it. I don't see them reducing the suspension because I think image-wise it would not look good for the league to do that. So I think he's going to get the six games. Now, Sammy Watkins ends up going to the Rams. The Eagles end up giving up Jordan Matthews, who goes to the Buffalo Bills in all of this. Now maybe, I mean, this might be an indication that they think feel that Nelson Aguilar is doing well. Um, which is something he has not done. And Aguilar has not done well there, but it's just two big deals here as to what they pulled off. Uh, 
So the Bills get Jordan Matthews. They also get E.J. Gaines from the Rams, the Rams' second-round pick and the Eagles' third-round pick. So now, and then the Eagles get corner Ron Darby. Darby is not somebody, in my opinion, that has great technique and form. Okay, you know, it's, uh, that's that's a dicey one. The Rams get Sammy Watkins in the Bills' sixth-round pick. Now, what the Bills end up with is that in the 2018 draft, the Bills get two first-rounders, two second-rounders, two third-rounders. The 2018 draft is the line-in-the-sand draft for the Buffalo Bills. Because when you've got two firsts, two seconds, two thirds, and you hit on four out of six of those, if you hit on four out of six, your franchise is taking a big step forward. If you hit on all six, you really have done And remember the timing of it, too. The timing of it means something. Because Tom Brady's 40 now. And you're getting closer to the time that maybe the door is going to be open to somebody else. And as for the Eagles, I mean, moving Jordan Matthews, that's a big one for them. Of all the receivers they've had, he's been the most reliable, I think. Yeah, he and Selleck both, but. And, of course, you know, Jordan Matthews is well-known by the staff here. He was coached by James Franklin and Josh Gaddis down at Vanderbilt. So that is... Uh, that's a big trade involving Philadelphia. They must feel they again. They must feel they have the ability to do other things. But I'll say this: the the deal of dealing away Jordan Matthews probably shocked Eagle fans today. I would say it probably did. Now Darby is a corner that I'll be honest with you. I'm not really. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. And uh, and as for the Eagles, I mean, if, I mean, this is what you have now. Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, Aguilar, okay, as your prime wideouts. And remember, last year, Wentz really, Carson Wentz really liked throwing to Jordan Matthews. And you can tell when somebody trusts someone, they're the bailout guy. Jordan Matthews was the bailout guy last year for Carson Wentz. So this is a very interesting trade. And they didn't get Sammy Watkins out of it. <laughs> no, they got they got Ronald Darby out of it. The Rams got Sammy Watkins. And then there's the suspension of Zeke Elliott. Again, I he'll appeal. My opinion is 
that it's going to stay at six games. I think I think that image-wise, it would not look good for the league to it would not look good for the league to reduce it because the charge is, is domestic violence. All right, next half hour, Tom Van Riper. We'll talk about a book he wrote about baseball in the 70s. Looking forward to it. And my brother in the final half hour. Great to be with you on a beautiful Friday. Brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. 